Aloha. Welcome, everyone. This is Eddie Mayava. Uh, as you can see, we are um, broadcasting from a different location here at BYU Hawaii. We'd like to welcome all of you that are chiming in from international countries as well as here in the U.S. and Hawaii and other places. Uh, welcome to our Church College of Hawaii, BYU Hawaii Aloha Friday podcast. Hope you're all doing well, and uh, we have a very special guest with us today. And as you can see behind me, we are broadcasting from a very special location. Uh, we have our friend here in the front, my newfound friend, Dusty, who's going to be able to uh, keep eye on uh, things for us as we go through our podcast today. But before we get started, I just want to share a little bit of announcement of some of the things that we're going to do. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Kerry Moyai for our wonderful um, Mentoring Monday podcast last week. So I want to thank him for his time and opportunity that came and visited with us. I also uh, wanted to encourage all of you alumni, friends of alumni, as well as students, to make sure you go on to our Ohana network, um, be able to update your profile, create your profile, so that way you can keep in touch with all of the things that are happening here at BYU Hawaii. So during our quarterly newsletter and some of the announcements and some of the happenings that are going on here at BYU Hawaii. So keep in touch with you and be able to see what's going on here in uh, BYU Hawaii. So without any further ado, we're going to turn time over to our awesome guest today. <laughs> and I, I've had the pleasure of uh, being in a class with Dr. Phil Bruner. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm so glad that when I came back home and be able to see that he's still here and be <laughs> able to do the things that he loved, which is the science area. And as you can see, Behind us, wow, what a great setting to be here in the museum, in the, uh, can I say planetarium as well? Is that Former planetarium. Former planetarium. Uh, I remember sitting in class here many, many years ago, and now it's filled with all these uh, various animals. And uh, Phil will be able to touch on those and be able to uh, share more information about uh, that during our podcast. But welcome to our podcast this uh Beautiful Friday afternoon. Glad to be here. It's my birthday, so it's a good day. Yeah, this is his birthday, Dr. <laughs> yeah, Phil's yeah. birthday. So, uh, 78, you said? 78, Woo. yeah. That's awesome. It's all right. Congratulations. Still alive, that's the main thing, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the main thing. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be chiming in. Probably haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, they're probably going to look and say, boy, that guy got old, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to give you a minute maybe to just to say hello and uh, introduce yourself to maybe some people that may not know who you are, uh, Phil Bruner. Well, I'd like to say hello to all the former students I had, that, uh, and especially those who worked in the museum here over the last numbers of years. We've had, been able to operate this facility. And all those students I had in classes, even the ones who – Hated the class because it was tough or they didn't like it to begin with, whatever. <laughs> I, I really appreciate uh, knowing them and having that experience with them. I was a student here from beginning to end as an undergraduate, and uh, I can still reflect back. And I think we'll talk a little bit today about mm -hmm. that, too, about yes. those days, that, which are quite different from today in many respects. But still, I this place is special. It's a very special place. And uh, it's my home. It's been my home for since 1966. So this is where I, I found myself, found my wife, actually. We'll get to all that eventually. Yeah. And uh, the museum has been in, in place here since 1996 when we 
finally managed to get in here and start uh, turning a planetarium into a museum. And we'll talk more about that yes. as we go along. Yes, absolutely. So. Well, good. Thank you for taking a minute to introduce yourself. Um, one of the things that uh, we're going to go through today is some of the pictures that are in the slideshow good. and be able to speak to that and some of your students and some of the great work that you have done here through the, the years. But uh, also, I just want to let the audience know that if you just want to send a shout out and say hello to um, Brother Bruner, go ahead and uh, use the comment section below in the chat. Be able to add your uh, your chat below, and we'll we'll get to those later on during the show. So um, we're going to go to the slideshow right now, and I wanted to ask you, uh, Phil. You said why science as part of your theme today. Can you elaborate a little more about what you mean by that? Why, uh, if we're talking about biological science now, for sure, why biological science is the study of life and. Uh, far as I can determine, all humans are alive on this planet. So study of life is important, and not only just of human life, but of all the life that's around us. And I have long been interested in living things. Even as a kid, I used to collect specimens and that sort of thing. And that probably led me down this road eventually into, into biology. Uh, biology has been my life as far as education mm. and, and also as in teaching. But I, I, my response to why science is why not science? Science t teaches us what is going on in the world and what really is happening. And so, from the perspective of, of the life sciences. You know, the only time I asked why science for me uh, was because it was required to take. Say, <laughs> 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 so why science, man? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. music. So, but, right. you know, I, I took biology from you many, many years ago. and. You know, I, I got to confess, I didn't do so well in biology and something. I had to take it maybe once or two more times. People thought I was majoring in biology, but it just didn't click on me. But I really learned when I finally understood what science was about. I really enjoyed, um, you know, learning about science, going on these field trips and making, making the connections with the environment and so forth. So I was really grateful for that. So, you know, you and I talked a little bit, you know, how did you get interested? I remember you remember when you were a young boy or that age you oh, know. when i was a kid i liked to collect things especially mm -hmm. uh oh anything that snails all sorts of weird <laughs> little things you know and it was just i don't know why i did that as a kid but i did and so i had an interest in living things right from the get-go so was this what, what were you talking about utah what were you from? yeah well, i was i was raised in utah as a young, okay. young child yeah and so i uh my father up and left our family when I was five years old. So mm -hmm. I was head of the house, masculine speaking, at five years <laughs> of age, which like fortunately my grandfather, my mother's father was there in this area and helped me and did a lot to, to set me on the right mm -hmm. path. And he was very interested in living things. And so I maybe probably got rubbed off on me from my grandfather. He loved to fish and we went fishing every opportunity we got. Wow, that's great. Well, from then, did you take that into high school and, and oh, stuff like that? Or? It's been so long since I've been in high school, I don't even remember <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have strange memories. You know, I have these odd memories here and there. I have a memory when I was in, in fourth grade or third grade, something like that. And I, in those days, I had to you sit outside, didn't have any cafeteria or mm. anything. And so I was sitting outside having lunch. And this big girl from the sixth grade came up and demanded my lunch. And I wouldn't give it to her. She punched me right in the face. I went cry and went home. And my mother said, what did you get the black eye? 
that's a, that's my only memory of elementary school. I mean, really, literally, I, I've sort of blocked out everything else that ever happened. So it's, it's it happens that way in your life. You certain things you'll remember for whatever odd reason, right. and other things seem to come and go. But I've always had an interest in living uh, things. Particularly, I like to collect, like I said, when you mm. as a kid, and that led my interest when I came here as a student. Um, We'll probably get to that story how yes. I got here in the first place. But yes. when I came here as a student, I already knew I was going to be a biology major. I already decided oh. that it was long ahead. I didn't have to explore around taking different classes and see if I liked it or not. And I found out real quick you had to know a lot of stuff and you had to work hard if you're going to be a science major. But right. I enjoyed it. That's good. Well, I know um, your, your story and how you got here to, uh, at that time, Church College of Hawaii. Right. It was really, it's really good story. You and I talked a couple of days ago, but can you share with the, uh, our audience how you came about through your mission and to this yeah, place? I served my mission in North Island of New Zealand. And uh, when I was there towards the end of my mission, I was in an area where there was a, a good family that I knew. And I knew the father of that family and his son was living here in Hawaii. And so he knew I was headed back because in those days you had to come through Hawaii to get back to the mainland anywhere from mm. New Zealand. And so I uh, actually in those days, the only way you get in and out of New Zealand was by propeller plane. You had to fly to Fiji to get a jet to get to here. Mm. And so when I uh, came here, I brought some New Zealand cheese and butter that his father gave me to give to Percy Tejera, uh, who is, was a labor missionary here. Yes. And so Percy said, hey, we got a school over here. You want to come and look at it? You know, this is a long time ago now. Okay. And uh, so I said, yeah, sure, I would love to go take a look at it. So we walked around here, and that was my first experience with this school. Uh, many of the buildings are still here. We're unfortunately tearing down some of them now, but we are <laughs> they were, they're still here. Yeah. And uh, that's how I got interested in right away, because I knew I wanted to go to college, but I didn't know where or how I'd make it, but I knew I wanted to go. And I thought, why not Hawaii? Well, when I got back home, my mother said, not Hawaii, that's too far away. You can't go over there. But I still persisted and went and came. And I ca came here in 1966 and uh, never left, <laughs> so mm, to speak, almost. Yeah. 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 So that's a great story how you came to New Zealand yeah. on your mission and able to make the connection here, uh, Church College of Hawaii at that time. That's wonderful. Um, and I know this, you also mentioned this is where you met your. Your, your lovely wife. Yeah, That's right. Like, you can see her in the pictures here. Yeah. I guess they're popping up on your screen if you're looking. My wife was in school here at the same time in 1966. She was a non-member. She came from Tahiti, spoke very little English, and uh, she had been working in the bank there in Tahiti for, before she came here. And the officer of the bank said, you need to go to Hawaii and learn English, then you can come back. And, and then you can, because more yeah. people speaking English were going to Tahiti at that point and maybe get a better job. Well, she never went back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure of that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I we met just by chance, and and uh, it's a long story, so I'll keep it really short. A friend of mine who is a Maori girl from New Zealand, who's I knew their family as well. She introduced me to to my wife Andrea because they were in the same dorm together. Mm -hmm. And uh, right away, my to be wife said, I don't speak English and I can't write English. You need to write my Book of Mormon. I'm not a member. Write my Book of Mormon report. Or paper. <laughs> yeah. I, I did everything possible to try to avoid it, but she would not stop me from. She made me do it, and yeah. I did it, and I'm glad I did because now we've been married 55 years. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's great. 
So you've been... And I got to baptize her and yeah, marry her. So, I, yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> the, you mentioning that. That's great. Yeah. So you did more than just helping her write the report, huh? True. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, when we graduated, or when I graduated, once she got married, that was it. She not she went to PCC. She wasn't going to go to school mm -hmm. anymore, which didn't please her father much, I can tell you that. Her father's Chinese. The mother's Haitian. So... Uh, when we when I graduated, I said we're going to go back to Tahiti for a year because I wanted to do some research while right. I was there in preparation for going to grad school because I knew I wanted to go to graduate school. So we went back and we lived there a year, no more than a year. Otherwise, she would have lost her her permanent residency status in in the U.S. She couldn't stay out longer than a year. Okay. So we went down there, and that's when I met her family for the first time. Is uh, after we'd been married a year. So it was, and I've been back there many times, and I'm oh, really well. to Tahiti. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. to French Polynesia and Tahiti right. in particular, right? Her father has passed away and her mother has passed away, of course, now. Right. Uh, but um, they were, they never spoke any English. I never mm -hmm. heard them ever speak a word of English. And so I had to fumble with my horrible French the whole time <laughs> I was there with them. Yeah. But they were great people. And my wife is, my life, she is my life. She's close to dying now. I know that. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm sorry for being emotional, but you've been married too long to just not. We, I don't want to be separated from her for even a moment, but that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that wonderful story with you and your wife. It's amazing how many people meet their spouses here on campus. Oh, yeah. And, you know, through the years, you know. And, yeah, and, and, it you happens. Know, you build... There's not much else to do when yeah. you're here at that time. There's no <laughs> buses to get anywhere. There was no way. You just All the activities were sponsored by the school. Yeah. There was no stores other than Goose Store, you yeah, know. Sam's Store. That was <laughs> Sam's Store. That yeah. was it, man. There was nothing there in yeah. those days. And yeah. so it was pretty tight-knit. Uh, yeah. We lived with eight roommates in one room curtains separating your beds yeah. and that kind of thing well it hasn't come a long way with the yeah, new dorms that we don't have on campus life, lifelong friends yeah. and i met that very first year oh that's great and Palaka and a, a lot of guys yeah well i'm glad yeah. you still remember some of them that's oh great. yeah earl valerio yeah i remember a lot of them <laughs> haven't seen him for a long time but uh, you don't forget those kind of people right right yeah. that's wonderful so this is your wife again. Uh, that's the old, is that the, the Kalakai paper? I think it was. Yeah, uh, that, yeah she was, on campus. Were, uh, after we came back from grad school, uh, she was fortunate enough to get a job uh, as a dorm parent mm. in Holly Five, where we stayed nine years in Holly Five. Holly Five. And she was a dorm parent there. So the little girl on her, not the tiny one, the tiny one's the, the daughter of the dorm mother across the way from where we were. Uh -huh. uh, the one on, taller of the two kids there is my daughter. Okay. And so my wife was. Pictured in the Calakai. I don't even know what year that was. I'm looking at it now, but yeah, pictured in that Calakai. It was about the issue that that particular issue was about dorm parents and how they would do their things. Can you see? It? I don't know if I can see the date, it's but pretty, anyhow, it's you pretty sad. It. And you and yeah, I can't the even picture see. Picture on the right, though, is a much more recent <laughs> picture of her. Um, she is a graduate of here in biology, and she has a uh, she had a, re a research grants from BYU Hawaii. Yeah. And she's had done a lot. Of, has done a lot of work in in uh, in Alaska with me on her own research projects that she has money for. Right, right. Unfortunately, now she can't go anywhere, so I have to try to help her finish mm -hmm. up those projects. But yes, she and I have been together now for fifty five years. 
Well, that's why. Well, the year it says there is nineteen eighty. So nineteen eighty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. That'd be right. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See. Okay. Here's some more picture. Are these some oh, of your yeah, students? Are, yeah, these are students. So some okay. of them are workers that worked here in the museum, and others are uh, students that were in classes that I taught. I used to teach a class called Hawaiian Trails. Where we'd go hike around and look at plants and whatever we could see, you know, it's part of mm -hmm. a biology program. It was taught in that, like in the summer yeah. period, you know. And so some of the picture on the right up there where we're standing up on, I don't know where it's on. It's Cocoa Crater, I think, was what we're on, up, on okay. the top up there, south end of the island. Uh -huh. That picture was taken. The other pictures there, the ones on the, uh, um, the upper left there, when I'm looking at the screen, uh, there you see the name uh, on the picture there, Kaheli Pali and all the others that are at Wilmot and all those those folks all worked in the museum. Uh, and there's I see them from time to time, particularly uh, Kaheli. Mm -hmm. see them particularly a lot. That's that's awesome. You know, you've gone through thousands and thousands sure. of students, and like I students. told you before, sometimes I would run into people that come to the admissions office for a campus tour and they would ask. Is Dr. Phil still here? I said, yeah, he's still he here. Gone yet. <laughs> he's still roaming the campus. And, you know, some of those students yeah. that you had, you know, they became dentists. They went into medical oh, yeah. field sure, and, sure. you know, got to know some of those. And, they, you know, they were really happy to hear that you're still here and, yeah. and helping students. Yeah, I have. I treasure all of them. I don't speak to them, very many of them for, mm -hmm. you know, it's been a long time, but I... I Never forget the face right, and the right, name. Right, Pretty right. much remember all the names. That, that's wonderful. Okay, here are more students. Is that oh, right? Oh, yeah, more students. Uh, that Some of them worked in the museum as well, like you see on these, these pictures here, or, and some that were just uh, passing through the visiting the museum when these right. pictures were taken, right? Now, what, what do you see more often when students come to your classes or, or in your programs? Are they more interested in, in you know, uh, maybe going to veterinarian or? Well, it depends on, you know, the classes I teach are generally slanted towards people going on to pre-med or, okay. or something that pre-vet or something of that sort. Because I teach human anatomy and I teach zoology, but I teach other courses as well. So I teach specific natural history. And so mm -hmm. there, there are students that are interested in ecology and environmental science and so forth that take the classes I do. I have been teaching. I right now I still do the same. I teach six different classes in the year. Mm -hmm. I don't repeat any class during the year. So um, people that are in that interest line, if you will, students are in that interest line, and mm -hmm. end up taking a class uh, from me at some point in time. That's wonderful. That's great. Okay, here oh, are so more pictures. Yeah, these are pictures of people that are. Not students from here. Uh, on the one, the larger picture there, where there's a small lady in between that, Sheila Conant, who is a professor at University of Hawaii. She's now retired, a zoologist and a good close friend of mine. Uh, we did a lot of work together. On the right of her, from my, my perspective, look at it, is Doug Pratt. He and I uh, were grad students together at Louisiana State University, uh -huh. and he is not only got a PhD in zoology and an outstanding zoologist, but he's a great artist. And writer, and so he he and I teamed up, and, and we did the birds of Hawaii in the tropical Pacific, and, and went on a lot of places together doing research. And he's still actively doing that kind of thing. He's published lots of books, right. and he and I are close friends. He's not a member of the church. Um, we never had really much church conversations. Yeah. He's not really active church anything, but yeah, he's yeah. just a really fine gentleman and and a close friend. Yeah, close friend. The ones on the on the other side over there, the smallest picture down on the screen there is Wally Johnson and his wife. His wife has now passed, but 
he and I first met each other here when he came to Hawaii to try to capture birds and put bands on them and that uh, birds that migrate from here mm-hmm. and to Alaska. And so I, he said, would you like to join the, help me out? Sure. So I went and did it. And after that, he and I and his son went on the first trip. This is to Alaska to, to actually find the birds on the breeding grounds and trap them and so forth. And we've been going ever since. So our first trip to Alaska was 1988. And we've been there every year since, except, of course, for 2020. Right. Um, not always with Wally, though. He's moved on to other projects as well, too, but still working with shorebirds. So the picture above there, Wally Johnson, there's a guy down in the ground kneeling, trying to get a picture of the close-up of the nest. The sun is off to the left there with a red jacket on, white pants. And the gentleman in between there is a friend of theirs that came along. Right. And on the far right there, there's my wife. She has been every year to Alaska, except, uh, you know, for the last time, three right. years since because of her problems. But, yeah. Right. So you have met, it sounds like you met a lot of different people and collaborated yeah. with them through BYU Hawaii, your work here and and your studies and and other experiences. I remember you telling me that you met so many different people as you continued your work here at BYU Hawaii. Yeah, in the case of Wally Johnson, he was a professor and retired and and was bird interested in birds and so forth. And he had, I guess, picked up on the fact that we did a book on birds. And so Mm -hmm. he and I kind of found each other and he asked, hey, we'd like to join me at the research project I'm trying to start Mm -hmm. here on on shorebirds. I was not working on shorebirds Mm -hmm. at all in research. My research was on uh, forest birds. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, well, that's good. So we started working and we're still together mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah. Um, and been to Alaska because that's where the birds nest. And of course they winter in here in Hawaii, all as far south as Tahiti. So, wow. Yeah, and wow. New Zealand. Some of them. So it's taking you so different places all over the place. Yeah. Right. Well, we, uh, like I said, I spent a lot of time in the insular Pacific uh, doing research as well in Micronesia, all the way down through the Line Islands, all the way through Samoa, Fiji, um, Society Islands, mm. Marquesas, all those islands doing research. Because I was doing research for this book that we produced on the birds of Hawaii in the tropical Pacific. Right. So uh, spent many years doing that. That's wonderful. Okay. Oh, well, here's some other good pictures. And the one picture there where the gentleman with the fur run is, is the neck there is a King Islander. He's King Island is a small island about 70 miles off the coast of, of Alaska in northwest Alaska. And uh, he's, he's an Inuit Eskimo. Okay? Uh-huh. And he has a PhD uh, in, in uh, anthropology and so forth. He's just a remarkable, remarkable individual. We met him very early on the first year we were working on his lands, mm-hmm. King Islander lands on, on the coast of Alaska. And he became a very, very close friend of ours. And next to him is my wife there. And so we've been together for a long time. He died two years ago, oh, wow. or three years ago now. And uh, so it's we miss him greatly. Um, he was a very close confidant and just a wonderful individual. Yeah. The other picture to the right there, the girl in the middle is a work here in the museum. And both the, and her husband next there are both BYU-Hawaii graduates, okay? Mm-hmm. He now works on Wall Street. <laughs> uh, he he's a he was a business major and doing very well. They live I don't know if they live in the Hamptons, but they live in a very nice very nice neighborhood, just out of New York. Right. So yeah, they're very close friends. They're both from Singapore, and the far right there with the sunglasses look like Hollywood. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, but both those st- students were BYU Hawaii graduates. Oh wow, yeah. that's great. Neither one was in biology. So let me ask you that. I mean, do you have to have an interest in? 
in science or in your areas to come and enjoy learning some of the things that you're teaching no, here? No, not at all. In fact, uh, we, in terms of the museum here, we hire anybody who's willing to work. I don't mm -hmm. care what their major is. Okay. okay. I, I think if they're interested and want to work, I want them. And I appreciate them. And I would say probably the majority of the people who've worked here, we've had a lot of students over the years, have not been uh, biology mm -hmm. majors. Mm -hmm. um, but that's fine. That's just fine. Yeah, you know? that's good to get to know this part of uh, life in general. And, yeah. you know, growing up when I was taking Hawaiian studies classes, I knew uh, as I read through some of the birds, I guess, that were instinct that were here many, many years ago, but no longer are here anymore. And it's in, in, interesting that there are people that uh, wanting to make sure that they do their best to keep what we are, what we still have. Yeah, there's still a, a huge issue of trying to save what's left of Hawaii. Yeah. Um, why is a small place when you get right down to it? It doesn't take a lot to destroy a small place in terms of invasive mm. species of plants and animals and diseases and so forth. And and Hawaii has suffered greatly. It's one of those places where uh, sort of unfortunately leaves the world in extinctions, um, which is sort of the downfall of being a small place and being accessible to a lot of right. outside intervention. So yes, we have a, one of our exhibits here in the museum is Kalalau Valley and, and all the plants and animals in there are native and endemic to Hawaii. Um, so we do have that, but it's so sad now if you go into the native Hawaiian well forest any longer, they're no longer native forests. Yeah. They're almost entirely alien species or non-native non species. And the same with the bird life and, and so forth. That's oh. the simple fact of just encroaching human occupation yeah. and diseases and other things that have brought it to that point. Other countries are facing the same thing, although they're much bigger countries like New Zealand. New Zealand mm -hmm. has also had a lot of problems, but they're much bigger and they're able to get right. a better grasp on it than little islands here in Hawaii. Wow, that's great. Well, it's good to know that, you know, people become aware of some yeah. of these uh, issues and things that, uh, you know, that are still here that we need to enjoy. And hopefully our kids and grandkids yeah, are able to to enjoy those as well when the time if comes. If people look and see these things around us, you think you're not in Hawaii. Why all this Alaska <laughs> stuff? Well, that's because I work in Alaska to do research. And, you know, if I were going to show the mammals of Hawaii, there's only one native mammal, a bat. So <laughs> you're not going to entice a lot of interest in just looking at that. So we do have a nice Hawaiian exhibit. But right. these are all things, species that you would see in, in Alaska. And these are not species you can see in a zoo. So this is one of those places yeah. you come, you don't have to just... You know, go to a zoo to see lions and tigers, but you can't go to a zoo and see moose and things right. of this sort. So I have access to people who know how to get these things and provide them, and we've made a really great museum, totally unique. Yes, definitely. So for those of you out there that haven't been to campus in a long time, there's a museum right here. Uh, you're right, able security. to come. Yeah. And uh, I know in our area when we, we have uh, folks that are visiting campus, uh, you know, we bring the kids or we have, uh, you know, high school or or intermediate school, uh, we bring them to the museum and the kids are just in awe, especially from Hawaii. They've never yeah. seen these animals before <laughs> up close, you know, yeah, so it's Most people great... haven't actually up close. Yeah. So it's but what we a had, treat. We used to, before COVID, I think all of us know what's yeah. happened because of COVID, but before COVID, we had elementary school groups coming here mm -hmm. in large numbers and they would spend an hour in here with a lecture. And then they go up to the National Wildlife Refuge at Kahuku. And this went from mm. private schools, public schools, everything. Mostly a lot of private schools because they got the money for buses. Mm -hmm. and, and But they would come here every year during the school year. Every week we had them. Mm -hmm. And we our students would then give lecture on, on, not on these things here, but the birds that they might see at the refuge. 
It was always a little bit yeah. tough because part of the interest of kids in some little bird at the refuge when they can look, what about the moose, man? Look at that. Who cares about that? You know, yeah. but it was, it was great. And uh, fortunately we hope to rebuild that program. Now we're sort of hopefully past the worst of the COVID. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Well, that's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. More pictures. Oh yeah. Well, there's some other ones. Wow. There. That's a big skull. What yeah. Is, that's, what is uh, that? We have a lot of uh, skeletal uh, specimens and skulls and complete skeletons of, of, uh, Animals mostly uh, for all essentially all from the Honolulu Zoo. When anything dies at Honolulu Zoo, they call me up. You want it? We can do it. We take it. And so, of course, they've done a necropsy to determine cause of death. So that the specimen itself is pretty cut up, but the bones are still there. So we uh -huh. carried it up. And this right in view right here is a, a rhinoceros skull, wow. which you can see on that one. Okay. Uh, we have completely articulated things like tigers and lions and you name it. We've got it. Okay. And these are all come from Honolulu Zoo. Okay. Uh, the one in them sort of looked like black and white, brown and white, or whatever picture there. Uh, that's one of our hikes way back in the day when we used to do what was called Hawaiian Trails, which was a a credit class, and, and people who didn't want it for credit could just sign up for it too. You mm -hmm. know, we used to have uh, school teachers would come and join in, and we would go on hikes and we'd look for native plants, native animals, as well as alien species and so forth. That picture was taken at that time. Upper right there. It's Blair Sampson, okay, and another student of ours. And and he is a, a you know, what he does, he's reconstructive surgery of wrists. He's a surgeon. And wow. now, and when you look at him and knew him personally, he's a big athletic guy. He was a football player. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't ever think he'd get into something like that, but he is a really wonderful. He worked here in the museum. He was a great student while he was here, and he's well suited now with mm -hmm. what he's doing. And down below there, kind of small picture there are, Three students who worked here at the museum were friends of, of real good friends of mine because I've known them for a long time, and they're all from the Philippines. We have hired, we have had in the museum students from everywhere, right? And uh, we're privileged to have them from there, mm -hmm. from anywhere. That's wonderful. Yeah, you, you've taught students from all over the oh, globe. Yeah. It seems like. <laughs> I say uh, we don't put a sign up. Uh, we only hire howlers and only hire biologists. No, no. We, put, <laughs> we take whoever was interested. We want them. Right, right. That's we awesome. Okay. Uh, okay. This photo. Some more of them. Yeah. Um, again, these are all students. The, the one in the middle there, he and his wife both graduated from here. She's Filipino. He's Maori. From oh, New Zealand. okay. Yeah, the one on the right there, they're Filipino, okay. They both graduated from here, and the ones on the left as well, too. So these are all former graduates that are good, close friends of ours. And they've all moved off to the mainland now. They're all of these, one in the middle of California, in the Bay Area. And then others have moved off to other places like Arizona. And so yeah, yeah. You know, you and I were talking at one time. You know, I, I, I've attended school here, you know, like I said earlier. Now in my job, I'm reading applications of, you know, my friends' kids that are coming here. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I now can you imagine. Know home, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you're seeing some of your students' kids coming oh, through oh, the yeah. program. Oh you yeah. Know? Sometimes you say, you know, my dad. I say, well, it was his name, you know. And I looked at the picture. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember. And I said, oh, you remember that guy? Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I, I remember faces a lot better than names. I think that's part of my dif yeah. deficiencies. But yeah, I remember. But the ones I worked with a lot, I, I never forget their names. <laughs> you can tell you've been here a long time when you start seeing yeah, some of those time. kids come through, yeah? <laughs> yeah, 66 till now. Wow. Okay. These are more photos of your students. 
Yeah. Um, again, these the two of the Shaka signs there are sisters from the Philippines. Okay, both of them are graduate here. The one on the left in black there, uh, she was a biology major. Okay, and both of them worked for the museum. Uh -huh. uh, the three at the top up there, uh, the two are from that are wearing glasses. There are, are uh, is he wearing glasses? No, no, just the one on the left is wearing glasses. Uh, they're former students here from Hong Kong and from China, Taiwan, and. Uh, once down in the middle here, it's really hard to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are, again, all former students here. It's hard to My pictures on my screen are not really that big. Well, but yeah, not... all of all of these are pictures that were taken of students that were here and either worked at the museum or I knew them in classes or stuff. So I have, it's unfortunate. Sometimes you lose contact with some of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't hear from them for a long time or you don't make the effort to try to find them, you know, which is my deficiency. But every once in a while you run into them or hear from them and then it's just like, Memories just come flooding yeah, back. Yeah. You know, I can never forget these guys. You know, I think that's the beauty about BYU Hawaii. We're so small and we're so intimate in regards to our yeah. interaction relationship with our students and faculty that we sure. stay pretty close for the most part, many of them through the years and as they move on and, and do different things. You hear from them, uh, you know, from time to time. And then other times they show up here with yeah, their yeah. kids, you know. <laughs> oh, you guys have got big kids already, you know. Yeah, they yeah. show up. Oh, you still oh, one here? Of, one of the students that used to work here, her kids are in their 20s now, you know. Like, oh, geez, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that long. Yeah, yeah. She was single when she was here, you know. Yeah. So I said, oh, yeah. time does fly. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, for those of you who are looking through the camera here, I mean, Look behind me. There's a moose behind me, <laughs> and there's all these animals in the in the museum. It's an incredible sight. So if any of you ever have a chance to come on campus, take a tour of campus and see what's uh, new on campus for some of you that have been here in a long time. It's incredible the collection that is in here. So how did you get started with all of this through the years? Well, like I said, I've been working in Alaska for a number of years, and. Uh, when I leave, working at Nome, which is up on the, just about 100 miles south of the Arctic Circle on the west, northwest coast of Alaska, I come down to Anchorage, and one day I was, one time early on in the, these years of study, mm -hmm. we drove down to, to Sadatna, south of Anchorage, and there was a taxidermy shop, so I just went in and looking around, and I met the guy and talking to him, and I said, yeah, wow, it'd be nice to, how do you get these things, you know? So we just started talking, the rest is, result, is he did it all, he put, he put it all. The, the, I don't know if you can see the big brown bear in there, probably not on your screen, but yeah, yeah, that uh, brown bear he did in this room. Wow. Uh, he brought the skin and everything and actually did the taxidermy, that big brown bear in this room, and it was on national TV for every day, the status of the bear in Hawaii, <laughs> you know, it was on today's show, <laughs> it was everything, you know, for a long time on that. So he's a guy... Uh, um, that did it and uh, continues to prepare stuff for us. The reason it's all Alaska stuff is I, I made the point that try to make it before. You can go to a zoo and see tigers and lions. You cannot go to a zoo and see these kind of animals. Mm -hmm. And since I'm not out there collecting tigers and lions or trying to get them, this is a much better place to be able to see something you can't see otherwise. And uh, that's why it features Alaska mammals. And there's some great stuff. We've got essentially all the big mammals. Yeah. North America and Alaska. Um, and around the dome here, this used to be a planetarium. You'll see the heads of uh, African species and so forth. These are all things that have been donated uh, by hunters that had mm -hmm. them in their house and the husband died and the wife said, get rid of that thing. And so and they call the museum, do you want it? And I said, sure, why not? We're not going to go to Africa yeah. and get anything. 
So yeah, we've bought a lot of those kind of things over the years. Some really, really rare things like black rhinos, which are mm -hmm. impossible to get with donated to the museum. Wow. And they are essentially priceless, way out of my price range. Right. Well, in the pictures here on the screen, as you can see some of the stuff that uh, mm -hmm. you had in your, in your laptop that we were able to sure, share. Sure, so. there's, there's like the polar bear right there. That polar bear is an endangered species, of course, and you have to have a permit to even possess it. We have to have a special permit to possess mm -hmm. that specimen. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the original bear, the bear was shot originally, and there was some irregularity in, the, in the, what happened, and so there was a court case, and the guy lost the, the specimen. So our taxidermist, the fellow who did all these other work here, contacted the U.S. Fish and Wildlife and said, could, he, could we get the bear? Yeah. And they said, well, you got to get your own permit. So we had to write to Washington. It took forever, the bureaucracy. But we finally managed to get, uh, you know, the a U.S. senator from Alaska to go over there and ha hammer on the people to get, get the permit for, uh, finished up for us. Uh -huh. So we got it, and he put it together. And, yeah, that's a really difficult, impossible thing to get. Other things in there, as you can see, our series of, right above it there, there's some wolves. We have a large series of wolves showing different kinds of uh, pelage and some dark ones, light ones, and so forth, typical. The one that's in the foreground there, the sort of uh, horizontal and sort of in front of that white one in the background, that's a male. And he was the dominant uh, male in the pack up on the north slope of Alaska a few years ago. And so he suppressed the breeding of, of a lot of other males, mm -hmm. you know. So the population of wolves sort of maintained itself. Um, Fish and wildlife went up there not thinking properly and shot wolves and shot him. But mm -hmm. once they shot him, it's free life for all the rest of the males. <laughs> and so the population just exploded. So one thing you never do is kill the alpha male because yeah. he's holding the population down. Uh, and they, they shoot the wolves because they're, they're, a lot of the people on the north slope of Alaska rely on caribou and, and, and that sort of thing for food. Okay. They're subsistence living, most of them. And so, you know, these wolves can really in, in fact, impact that. So they kind of keep the population down. And so the caribou population still is viable. Right. So, yeah, that's, and there's other things you can see in there that are, there's a lot more to see in, than these few pictures here if you come in the museum. Right. Wow. It's, it's like I said. Uh, for those of you who are, uh, are uh, looking at through the camera, you, it doesn't really do justice of what's available in, here in the museum. I don't know. Did you get any picture of the Hawaii exhibit? You know, on there. Um, uh, uh, let's see. I'm not sure. No, it's just uh, pretty much these yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Hawaii exhibit uh, is called Lao Valley, and it does show all native Hawaiian plants. Yeah. Native species of birds and um, Hawaiian. Goose, of course, yeah. which is the nene, which is the state bird of Hawaii, and the Hawaiian hoary bat, which is the only native mammal, Hawaiian mammal in Hawaii. So thank you, Connor. And Connor's just kind of panning the camera around to see that big bear that you uh, yeah, mentioned. Right. And, you know, that's that's a big animal standing right smack yeah, in the middle. That, what happened in that situation? <laughs> yeah, there we go. What happened in that situation is that the gentleman who, who shot him was had a black bear station. What do you do? If you want to hunt bears in Alaska, what you do is you put bait out in the forest, and then you go there, and if a bear comes around, you shoot him. He was trying to get a black bear, which is the ones you eat because they eat fruit and they're not nasty tasting. This guy jumped him from the side, and he shot and killed him. Well, he couldn't keep him because, of course, he didn't have a permit for it. So our taxidermist managed to get it and decided, hey, I've never been in Hawaii. I'm going to come over here and put it together in Hawaii. And that's what he did. He literally did it in this room. Wow, that's yeah. wonderful. And that was the start of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, muskox yeah. coming up on there. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh, here, comes, doing, buddy? here we come. Here we come. We're coming across. There, there we go. There's Dusty right in front of us. Dusty. Right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, for some of us that are from the Pacific, you know, like myself from Samoa, we've never really grown no. up, you know, seeing these animals. You know, not. the closest thing is probably a TV. But yeah. to be able to come in here and see them. Exactly. In this form, and wow, it's they're yeah, big you animals. You can go to a zoo and see tigers alive. You're not going to see this in any zoo. So yeah, yeah it, that's one of the reasons. In fact, in addition to the fact that I had access to these things, but yeah. otherwise, that's why we did it. Wow. Some people say, "Oh, why all these things in Hawaii? Why don't you have Hawaiian mammals?" Well, there's only one Hawaiian mammal. It's a bat. It's right in that exhibit <laughs> back there. The rest are all alien species, introduced species. Right. So yeah, that's the reason we went down this road because we had access to it. So we have things that you're not going to see in many mm -hmm. museums. Well, you know, it's, it's nice to know that as you teach here through the years, uh, you're not only uh, inviting students that are only interested in science, those that are interested oh, in yeah. all of these things that, that surrounds us in our environments, you know, where we sure. come from and be able to learn no matter what you're going to study here at BYU Hawaii. So. Yeah, I've had students go with me to Alaska. They were English majors and all sorts of. They had no men. They want to go and they're willing to do it. And they want to help us out. Uh -huh. We're taking them. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Um, <clears throat> see, going on. I think we got a few more slides, and then we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, some of these folks that uh, you know that you and uh, mm -hmm. some of the folks that are giving you, I believe, an award or certificate, and some of the work that you had done here at BYU Hawaii. Um, and then you mentioned about this book, these books earlier, as you uh, collaborated with some of your colleagues. Yeah, I did. I did the first book myself, not shown on here though, was mm -hmm. Birds of French Polynesia, and I did that after spending a year's time down there doing research and put that together before I went to grad school. Mm -hmm. When I look at it now, I say oh, that was terrible writing. You know, <laughs> I really wasn't a scientist in that in that sense. You know, uh, but I I had it published by Bishop Museum. And then when I got in grad school, I met Doug Pratt, and he and I were roommates, so to speak, in the, in the school there, and had started an office there. And uh, we decided he'd never been to Hawaii, so when I graduated, he came over here, and we went mm -hmm. to Hawaii. We said, hey, why stop here? Why not just go to the Pacific? So right. we spent two seasons, two summers throughout the Pacific right. going and, and taking pictures, collecting specimens, getting information with the intent of producing the book, mm -hmm. which is this book you see in front here, right. Birds of Hawaii in the Tropical Pacific, produced by Princeton U University Press. And it's in its second edition now. It's coming out through that. But, uh, you know, it, it, the pictures on the right there of birds are what are called first. Uh, this kind of book is not trying to show birds in nature. It's trying to show species so that you can recognize them to identify them. And so these are all colored illustrations produced by Doug Pratt. And he and I were grad students together. Wow. Dylan Barrett, who's the third author on there, was my major professor when I was a student here. Uh -huh. And he, without him, I wouldn't have gotten to any of these places to begin with, you know. And I would probably not be sitting here. Yeah. I would not be sitting here now if it wasn't for Dylan. I can guarantee that. Mm. So he was a great influence. Very quiet gentleman. Very quiet, but a huge influence in my life. That's great. Well... If you were to retire today, Phil, you've left uh, a big legacy here at BYU Hawaii and all the things that you've done through the years since 1966 and came through here. You've done a lot already, but I know you're not finished. No, not finished. I know you said you don't want to be uh, retired yet. and uh, Retired. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you still have some interest in helping students and be able to guide oh, them yeah. through the process. Yeah, I... I I think above all things, the thing that interests me most are students, you know, because right. I was a student, 
and faculty took care of me and I am what I am because they took care of me as a student. Right. And I feel that same obligation. <laughs> I would do anything for a student, especially if the student is interested in wanting to do it. I would do anything for them. Yeah. You know, um, and so that's, I'm here because I love being here. Hawaii is my home. I have lived here since 66 and I don't plan on going anywhere else. I own my home, so I certainly yeah, we're not yeah. going to go sell yeah. it. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, this school has been my life. Mm. I don't, other than my mission and a few scraps of memory from my childhood, <laughs> my only memories that really matter to me have been since I've met my wife and been at this school. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I have no plans at the moment to, to leave here, but you never know what can happen to you. You might get, wake up one morning and say, what's my name? You know, yeah. <laughs> starting to get senile or whatever, or have other issues, you know, you never know. But yeah. uh, as long as I'm capable and, and I can contribute and I can help, particularly help students to find that spark of interest that will maybe change their whole life. Right. It's changed mine. I can tell you that. That's what I want to do. Wonderful. Well, I wanted to thank all of you guys, like you yourself. I mean, when uh, President David O'Makay says, you know, the genuine gold, you know, it, it's it's you guys. It's you guys that have been here in the beginning um, as CCHers, Church College of Hawaii graduates and students that laid the foundation for us to come and enjoy as BYU Hawaii students. So we're grateful for that uh, example. We're grateful for the hard work, the labor missionaries that you mentioned earlier, and many, many others that have uh come and built this school for the rest of us to come and enjoy. President McKay, I remember well, my father or grandfather, I should say, was an usher at the conferences in Salt Lake there, and he stood at the door to guard the door when President McKay came out every time mm -hmm. I got to it. And I personally got to shake his hand several times. Wow. You're that young, President huh? McKay, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got a few comments here. You want to look sure, at sure, uh, see? Yeah. I think right maybe some of your students... Uh, let's Somebody see. Complaining. You still got a bad grade, huh? <laughs> uh, do you see down okay. on the bottom there, Cheryl uh, Warnica? Aloha from Canada. There you go. I hear Sister Bruner saying, Who is making popcorn? <laughs> when she we must have been in the dorm, man. Because, yeah, my, my wife was a dorm mother. I mean, I just, my job was just to stay out of the way because uh, I was working already over here. But yeah, she was a dorm mother for nine years, Holly wow. Pie. And many of those girls, she still has contact with. Yeah. <laughs> and look at that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah, because right. there was all kind of things that girls were doing in those rooms. Yeah, you hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, they're still uh, burning the popcorn here. So Cheryl, oh, it's still going on. Uh, see who else we got here. Um, let's see, Earl Cooper. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Doc. Aloha from Orem, Utah. Earl and Anna Cropper. Is that right? Cropper. Cropper. I'm sorry. Yeah, so there you go. So Good. Yeah. Others that remember you. Yeah, well, it's like I say, lots of students and, and I'm every one of them touched my life and changed me for in some way or the other, you know. Right. Some students gave me more trouble than, than <laughs> other things, but well, I, I, I gotta say I am grateful for every student that I've met have met and had any relationship with good relationships. Right, Even right. sometimes when you got to scold them for being kind of oh, lazy, you know, oh, and whatever. That's a know. given. Yeah. It's, yeah. I still appreciate them. Right. Cause I was a student and I, I felt when my, when I came later in life, I remember my faculty members that took care of me and, and I remember them and I will never forget them. 
Dean Anderson and all of them. Right, right. All those guys. Right. There's a comment here from uh, Ling. Uh, is that she? Is that, she? Yeah, yeah, that is the museum that I worked at for three years. So oh, glad yeah. to see you, brother. Oh Bruno. yeah, great. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're still here. We didn't. We didn't die yet, man. The <laughs> museum is still hanging on. Hey, we need your help, though. There's a lot of people. Not a lot, but there are people around here who want to see this place torn down. Wow. And I think if we can get anybody that, if you have any feelings about the museum and would like to help try to support keeping this facility up and not torn down, I'm eager to receive it. And I think which is messages can be sent to the proper people. Maybe we can turn that tide around. Mm -hmm. uh, we're on campus right now. We're tearing down a lot of stuff because we're replacing the mm -hmm. school. And, mm -hmm. and in time, it won't look anything like it. Yeah. Mem our memories, you know, but hopefully the museum will here will last because there's too much in here to just walk away from. Well, the buildings might be going down, but you're still standing, right? Oh uh, yeah, I'm still standing. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm standing here when they try to tear it down too. Yeah, definitely supporting the museum, and she says. That's uh, unique. It's the only. I mean, how many how many uh, universities have a natural history museum? Mm -hmm. Very few. Yeah. Uh, there's a comment from Lay Tony to Paul. Oh yeah, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, let's go through this. Elaine Mer Merrill first. It says, "Oh, going back to Lay Tony. Aloha from Alaska. There you go. Hey, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, good. What are you doing? <laughs> Can't hear from them. I guess. No, no, no. They're just. Oh, I mean, it's not two ways. Yeah, one yeah, way. yeah. They're okay, just, yeah. They're just watching and. Yeah, all right. Alaska is great. It's uh, my second home. That's for sure. Spend a lot of time in in, in Nome and out and right in Nome itself. I get out of town quick because there's not much in Nome itself if you've ever been up there. But outside of Nome, three great road systems. Spent a lot of time there for more than nine years now. And still going strong. A yeah. lot of research projects, including my wife's research project, which I have to now carry the load on since she can no longer go there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I've taken students there, a number of students. Wow. Gene uh, Ross, if, if Gene Ross Davis is listening from Molokai, he went there several times and he's a great guy. I, I <laughs> haven't seen him for a long time, but yeah. Aloha, Gene, yeah. All right, we got one more here. Uh, Elaine Merrill, aloha. Aloha. From uh, oh, Elaine's yeah. Bed Love Merrill. So good to see you again. Yeah. Good, oh. to, good to hear from you too. Oh, uh, she's me. asking about. I want to hear about elephant. the elephant he has stashed away. <laughs> Is that in another podcast? Mm, yeah, right. I guess so, um, yeah, we have uh, bits and pieces of an elephant, right? But not. But we have actually uh, gotten a lot of things from the zoo. In fact, just recently, a few days ago, I got a call from Honolulu Zoo saying, "Oh, they had to put down their black rhino." Could I come and get it? Well, try to pick up a black rhino in the back of your pickup truck. Come on, you know. Yes. Uh, way more than your truck. And so you had to go get it right then because they're going to take it to the dump. They mm -hmm. can't keep it after they do that. So we're in, I was unable to get over there. But I did in the past go over there and keep take the head. It's about all I could carry mm -hmm. back in the car. And our students cleaned it up and put it together. And we have a lot of skeletal uh, specimens put articulated, put together in the back there. It's all from Honolulu Zoo. Wow. So we have been the receptor. Of, they they like to see it have be used for other than just dumping in the dump. Right. The people who work in the zoo, they become personally related to those animals, and they feed them every day. They're like their babies, and when they die, they really feel it. And if if we can keep them, and and they feel good about that, yeah, as yeah. opposed to oh no, he's going to the dump. <laughs> 
And then uh, we'll take one more here. This is from Sister uh, Cecilia Day. Remember Day? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She yeah. said, uh, hi from Utah. And yeah. then we have, remember Yosua Tune? Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yosua well, has been here several times because he's he gets a chance to get over here from his position there. Yeah. In Kiribati, yeah. Uh, yes, in Kiribati. Is, yeah, I know, yes. I know him Yeah, really well. He was... He went hiking with us to Haleakala. You remember that one? Yes. Yeah, we went and did that. And he's, he's a, and I've met his kids since then, you know. So, that's the man. He's a good guy, a great well, person. Yeah. And I, I will never forget him. You know, this guy, I refer to him as Aquaman. That guy, when he goes fishing, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a little kid in the water. Yeah, if you're it's in Kiribati, there's nothing but water surrounding you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was a super great person. Uh, yeah, Elder Tune. Wow, good yeah. to hear from him. Yeah, now he has a pretty high position in the church yes, out that way. Yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. General authority in that area. Yeah, so yeah. he's really made a great name for himself. Yeah. But it, I remember him always as, you know, the man who I really appreciated, a really great student, yes. you know. He's a good man. Good friend. Well, thank you everyone for uh, chiming in today. Thank you, uh, Phil, for your time. Really appreciate uh sharing your story, um, yeah, um, sharing the work that you have done here. Are there any last-minute advice for maybe students that are looking to go well, into science? Looking, and yeah, if you're looking thing? to go to a good school, come to BYU-Hawaii. Don't go to some great big school because you're just a number. Come here, and you're more likely to be known as an individual. Okay, mm -hmm. that's one thing. I learned that by coming here to Church College in Hawaii. Yeah. If I had gone to UH of Hawaii, I would have been just another number. And so I think you there's a lot of advantage as an undergraduate to go to a smaller school where you have more personal contact with faculty. That is a huge advantage. Right, right. And uh, not just listening to grad students teach the classes and that sort of thing. So I, I would encourage you, if you're interested in coming to BYU-Hawaii, it'll be a grand experience for you, and it'll change your life. Change your mind. Yeah. I think it changes all of us. So oh, yeah. Grateful. Well, thank Great. you again. Thank you again for your time. I really thank appreciate you. it, my friend. Thank you, my man. <laughs> thank you, yeah. And yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> yeah. today. So, keep on going. That's the main thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, keep on going. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we'd like to thank all of those that uh, chimed in from everywhere. Um, just a reminder to go into Ohana Network to be able to update your profile uh, so that way we can keep in touch with all of you alumni, friends of alumni, as well as students. Uh, next week, Monday, we will have uh, Brother Brett Grow, who will be in our Mentoring Monday uh, at on uh, April 11th at 3 p.m. And then next week, um, Friday, our guest will be Brother Randy Booth. I don't know if some of you old uh, CCHers and, you know, he was here, uh, I think he was directing the uh, Showcase Hawaii at that time. So he'll be here as a special guest for our uh, Aloha Friday um, podcast. But uh, on behalf of me and uh, Brother Phil Bruno and our Main man, uh, Dusty. Dusty, right here. We <laughs> want to thank you for joining us yeah. here in the museum. Have a wonderful weekend and have a wonderful day. And aloha. 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 <laughs> yeah. Please come back. Yeah.